Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, where we are dedicated to making you a better tech seller, sharing tried and true sales strategies and answering your questions weekly. What's up, Brian? Hey, hey, Bobby. Here we are, listener's choice. This one is long overdue, one I've probably promised more times than uh, I can remember. But this listener's choice is all about outsourcing and personal assistance, something that, uh, I don't know, maybe three or four years, maybe five years ago, I got I got a little known for all the things that I was doing as it related to outsourcing my life and some personal assistance stuff. I won't uh, give away all the goods in the intro here. But Brian, I know we both feel pretty strongly about outsourcing things that uh, we don't we don't like to do and things that don't provide us any value. Um, I assume you still agree with all those thoughts. I do indeed. I had you had some uh, pretty extreme ones going, uh, certainly in the early days of your outsourcing. But it's something I still utilize uh, very heavy to uh, create a lot of efficiencies just in life in general. Yeah, and I'm sure people listening are going to have a myriad of views on uh, some of the things that I was doing, some of the things that I am doing, and then uh, what may or may not feel possible to them. Let's set the context for just a second, I guess. My wife has worked, uh, I guess she got 25 years in now. She got a 25-year pen recently. So she's been a teacher and a counselor in school districts for many, many years and is, is... one of the reasons why I can do what I do today because of the health benefits that her employment provides. So some people that maybe have a stay at home wife or something would not think any of this makes sense, but, um, we'll, we'll see if, if things land a little differently, um, based on my current life position. But what, what really happened was, uh, I read the four hour work week. I've talked about Tim Ferriss a bunch and then I, th- I started testing some things trying to see uh, what would work and what wouldn't work. And I never imagined being able to do some of the things uh, that I'm, I'm able to do today through outsourcing for just a few bucks. Literally, it's not that expensive. Um, what are some of your no-brainers today, Brian? Yeah, for me, um, it's across two areas. Uh, I, I'll start with kind of the, and then we'll I'll talk about the other one as we get into the episode. The first one for me is, Stuff around the house. I have uh, uh, Larry Thomas, who has um, he has been kind of on our quote unquote payroll now for uh, a decade. From anywhere from over the course of seven months, replacing the entire exterior of my home to uh, fixing toilets at rentals to fixing toilets in my own house to replacing doors, um, you know, replacing an AC filter whenever, I, especially when I went over in the UK for those two years. Just basic things were difficult to get done, of course, while you're um, 4,000 miles away. So um, while I still take my son to the rentals and have him help out, uh, Larry is always there on an as-available, as-needed basis. Yeah, and so you're saying Brian Evans doesn't spend an entire weekend replacing a toilet uh, trying to do it for the first time? No, no, that will be a, uh, I, I want the weekend for me to be focused on the, the kiddos and sports. So we all work way too hard during the week, or maybe it's the right kind of hard during the week, but, uh, I need the weekends to be freed up to, uh, spend time with family. Cause that, that is something that, uh, can get neglected during the week. 
Yeah, and I would say some people, that's obvious, like a big project that they've never done or can't do, Mm -hmm. you know, changing a light switch, adding a plug into an office or something. I mean, some of those things are dangerous, and we just wouldn't do those things. Uh, Replacing a sprinkler for me or whatever, while I might be able to do it, I'm going to end up paying a guy 50 bucks, and that's going to save my whole Saturday from having to go buy the parts and bring it all in and Yes, the argument that I hear from other people is, oh, you could do it for, you know, that, that part is 20, 20 bucks or maybe even 5 bucks if it's just the tip of a sprinkler, but it's the time. I can't buy back time, and I think I don't think I had a midlife crisis, but if if I was going to have a midlife crisis, I started realizing how, how precious time was, and I didn't realize how precious time was in my 20s. And it's never 20 minutes, right? No. Like Everyone always says the sprinkler has 20 minutes. It's never 20 minutes. It's it's uh, pulling it off. Oh, crap. The, the pipe is busted. Okay, we need some pipe glue. I didn't buy the pipe glue. I bought the wrong sprinkler head type. Now I need to calibrate the sprinkler head type. Like, it's never 20 minutes. Well, pipe glue is a good one. So if, as I when I couldn't afford to outsource things, right, and I had to replace something or build something or whatever, and it was PVC related, you buy even the smallest pipe glue and and primer that you buy right it's like it's it's at least three or four fluid ounces and you use three drops of it you put in your garage because you're like oh this this will prevent me from ever having to buy this again and then you go to use it next time and it's solid because it's dried up and terrible so you get so people have the right parts they use them in the right quantities it's it's good to outsource that stuff i guess i never thought this will be my little tease i never thought i could really do all the things with an outsourcer that I really ended up doing. Um, and that some of the things I hated and some of the things I just didn't want to do. Imagine if you could outsource, you know, all the logistics for all your little events that you may do or customer lunches, customer dinners, you just pick up the phone or send a text and then all of it's handled and taken care of. Um, I used to, I used to, my personal assistant for no better term, I used to use her to send cookies via TIFF treats here in, Texas, there's a company called Tiff Treats. They make hot cookies. They're amazing. And they are freaking amazing. And they deliver ice-cold milk as well with them if you want. And so sometimes for meetings, sometimes after meetings, sometimes just to say thanks, I would send an afternoon snack or treat to to a project team, either my team or maybe a customer team. And it took nothing more than a company name via text with Tiff at the end of it. And my assistant would just order those and send those cookies. Uh, for years, we never even did any of our own laundry in, at the house. And you could say, what is it that you never want to do again? And then or insert that bl- thing into that blank. Um, and you probably can do it. And it's probably a lot more cost effective than you think it is. So we're really going to go over three things today. Kind of the ideas on things that you can outsource that maybe you're not all thinking about today. Some concepts uh, on on how you would go about doing those those outsourcing techniques and things in your life, and then we're going to talk a little bit about really the options and resources and how you pull it all together to to do some of these things and outsource your life. So I guess let's get started. Um, let's do it. So some ideas we've talked about some of them, and I just gave you a little bit of a tease. But you're probably outsourcing some things today, and you don't even think of it as outsourcing. And, and I think this was some of the concepts that the four-hour work week talked about. But 
if it's if it's really mundane and not not doing much for you uh, to do the work, why don't you outsource it? And most of us struggle with outsourcing it because we don't know how to delegate or we don't know how to tell somebody or we don't have a system in place to do the things that we do, right? We've we've made it so custom for ourselves, right? Brian, I couldn't I can't go to your rent house and change your filters probably because you would have to tell me which ones to buy, the sizes, the address, all those things. But if you and Larry by chance had written down a checklist for rent house number 1, and the three filters and the schedule that I needed to do it and the code to get in the house or the way to get in or the time of day to get in. All that if all that work was done, then it would be fairly easy for me to go change your filters. Yeah, uh, isn't that the classic uh management challenge in general, right? No like doubt. We we could all we all feel like we're capable of doing something as good as or if not better than whoever we are outsourcing this to. It's it's the key is you have to slow down and speed up. And what was really hard, and we'll talk some about this, is the the creating those processes and then figuring it out. And it's so hard to go get all the little things done. I mean, just just to let this person that was working for me do the grocery shopping, it wasn't as easy as her doing an expense report and filling it out. That would have been really painful. It was more going to a bank, creating a credit, you know, creating an account putting money in that account, giving her a debit card, sharing some of that risk with somebody you don't know very well. Like those things that will get some of that in the resources, but some of that's scary and it's really time consuming. So most people would just punt and not do all that. But if you do all that heavy lifting, then life gets easy. So some of the things you're outsourcing today, eating out, right? Someone's cooking for you and you're paying an upcharge for someone to cook for you. How many people would say, I'm never going to go out to dinner again? Well, maybe in this COVID time frame, a, a lot of people are saying that right now, but um, it's unlikely that we would ever not go out to dinner ever again. Uh, doing lawn lawn work for me is a, is a no-brainer, but I've had to debate hundreds of times with people who love to do yard work. This whole series, this whole episode, if you love to do something, I'm not asking you to outsource it. I would never recommend that. But if you hate it, we're going to help you find a way to outsource it. Washing, washing the car, car, Bobby. Yeah. That, that's for me. I love doing it. It like to me, that's, there's a piece of that, that, that I really, really enjoy doing. I like doing it a certain way. And I, there's some calmness in that for me. So while that's a very cheap and easy one to do, it's one that I like to hang on to. And while people might think we see eye to eye on everything, Brian, we don't agree on everything. Um, and I believe you like to shine your own shoes. I do. I do. I love, uh, I love cleaning shoes uh, when I become uh, retired one day, that will be my job is uh, cleaning shoes for my kiddos. But uh, yeah, I love I love shining shoes, repairing shoes. Uh, yeah, I find calmness and peace in that too. So most people wouldn't believe that. But I also, in my wallet, I have a punch card. And I don't even have a reason to wear super nice shoes all the time, but I still have a punch card. And I know exactly where I could go downtown and get uh, my buddy to shine my shoes and sit in his chair and I probably have... 20 shoes shines left for him, but, um, it's something that I, I would not hang on to and that's okay. I think having those deltas or differences are good. I, I think we all outsource childcare though, to some level, whether it's date night and a babysitter or it's daycare. So we can, we can work, uh, both, both members of the family can work dry cleaning. I think there's very few people that have a dry cleaning machine at home. We probably all have something pressed or cleaned. 
from golf lessons to financial lessons to whatever you might outsource to learn how to be taught to do something. All those things are kind of what we know of as outsourcing. And most of these probably have a business built around them. As I was trying to formulate all my thoughts for this episode, Brian, I thought, you know, most of those really are businesses, right? We we have a lawn care company. We have a car wash that's been built, a dry cleaners, a daycare. Those are the obvious things that we can outsource. I guess if you're driving, riding in a train, a bus, whatever, what, what are some of the things you wish you could outsource? I bet whatever you have that you're answering that question with, we can do it. The big the big change for me happened when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was back in late 2014, and uh, our lives obviously hit a brick wall quickly, and things changed. I uh, had some great partners who took care of me and got me out of a business that I was partial owner of, and then uh, I had the freedom at that point, both financially and time, to take a step back and take care of my wife and kids. And what happened was... I got as serious about that as any job I've ever had, Brian. And I, I even went to seminars on how to uh, extreme coupon. I don't know if you ever watched those shows on TV, but I learned how to extreme coupon. I probably went and bought everything in Kroger's and spent like five bucks like they did on TV. And I thought I was going to try and retire that way and, and live life to be just a, a husband and dad. But but what most people don't understand when they go through some scare like that, there is a a recovery phase and my wife's in better shape today than she was then. And I'm probably healthier now than I was then as well, but we've definitely changed some things that we do in our life. But as I got better at taking care of the home when I had to, and that's a great exercise for anybody that doesn't, or maybe doesn't know how to appreciate their spouse, do what they do for six months on your own. Don't let them lift a finger and you'll uh, change the way you view that. But I got really really systematic about it. So laundry was done very systematically. And what I didn't realize I was doing was I was creating this checklist for everything that was going on, how we did how we did meals at night, how we did laundry, how we did dry cleaning when we did those things, how we managed the lawn care, how we managed the people that cleaned our house. And I, I just, I programmatized everything much like I would as a sales manager. I was just managing myself and I figured out how I could get all the work done by kind of Wednesday midday. And, and we'll talk about this a lot in the next episode, Bobby. But like, this is this is like the core to efficiency in general, isn't it? It's like just having a plan, optimizing the plan, finding out what's repeatable, what's not repeatable in that plan. No doubt. And I kept I kept telling my wife because I was worried about it. This is not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm done on Wednesday, and I never would have thought you should have been done on Wednesday. It's just the way I'm doing this work, and and the things that continued to happen that we we neither one recognized was neither one of us had kind of been pseudo retired, right? So neither one of us had the opportunity to do all this work Monday during the day, Tuesday during the day, and the first half of Wednesday. But what happened was the weekends became our time. And that was the biggest eye opener was I wasn't getting in trouble for playing golf on the weekends. Um, because I wasn't playing golf while she was doing laundry. Right. And so our our life dynamic changed drastically because I, and I didn't care what she did because I wasn't being stuck with some kind of work or whatever. So I started trying to figure out things that we hated to do and programatize them and figure them out. Um, laundry was the big one for kind of me and her. She doesn't mind it, but we didn't really like it. Meal prep became something that I got really good at where I would, I would 
buy meat, buy vegetables, cut them up, bag them up, put them in. Most of us now probably use Home Fresh or something like that. Well, I was doing all that at at a tenth of the price of those services. Um, and then I got really good at cleaning out stuff, so like closets, rooms, the garages. And I just thought, wow, this, this is going really, really good. And then I started thinking about what else do I hate? What else am I not good at? What's low value? And, and based on some of the things I learned in his book, I started trying to make a list of all that and figuring out how I could outsource it. And so, Bobby, talk about like tactically how did it work? I know you're gonna, we're going to get into kind of more details around different companies and outsourcing resources that you could use. But talk about tactically how did it work? How did someone physically make coffee, prep the coffee? How did somebody physically take care of the laundry? Did they have a key to your house? Did they show up at the same time every Tuesday? Like what what was the schedule and how did you get comfortable letting them in your house? Yeah, so the only way that it really worked when I when I really had a personal assistant and they did 99% of everything with and for me um, was we had one no-go. So all of it kind of formulated when I got a little bit bored after I started doing all this stuff. My wife had gone back to work and I was looking for things to do and I couldn't, you know, I, believe it or not, it gets really old really quick playing golf every day with old men that, only want to bitch about something political or the weather or whatever so you can only do that for so long as a younger man and I wanted to I I guess I decided I was going to go back to work and when I decided I was going to go back to work I really got sharp on figuring out how to document everything and and fine-tune my processes because my wife the biggest thing she worried about at the time my son was still in junior high maybe his last year of elementary school when this happened and she was like, the only thing that I have fallen in love with while you've been off for these six to nine months is that I don't have to worry about getting Blake to school or what happens if Blake gets sick while you're at school. So it became apparent the number one thing that I had to solve for was a human being that we could trust and depend on to, if I was taking a business trip, she went to work at 6.30. Somebody had to help Blake get finished getting dressed, eating breakfast, and then to school and that was kind of the first stamp. And so where I started looking were people like that. And they don't sponsor the show, but they're probably going to get a lot of hits. And that's Care.com. I went to Care.com and I posted a job, which was really kind of nanny slash housemate, house taker, housekeeper, uh, not really cleaner. I, I didn't need a cleaner, but I needed an organizer kind of thing. And the, the, the de facto was that they had to be here at my house by five o'clock in the morning. And we knew that was going to be a small sampling. Um, but one of the things I haven't talked about that I was doing was I was getting up every day at 5 a.m. and cooking a hot breakfast for my daughter who was going to high school, my son who was going to elementary school, my wife who was going off to work. And we were eating bacon, eggs, biscuits, whatever the whatever the family wanted, I was cooking um, and making sure that we all got to spend that morning time together. So I wanted whoever was going to come in my house to do the same thing. So it was part of the job description. We wrote the job description. Care.com, we got probably two dozen applications. And we got super lucky. It probably will never be as easy for anybody that w- was for us. But we actually found a nursing student who was expecting to make about what we were going to pay and was willing to be here five days a week at 5 a.m., and said she could cook eggs. So we gave it a shot. And what started with us, me being up, letting her in, teaching her what I was doing, 
very quickly turned into a level of trust that we could leave her here alone. Um, I had some indoor cameras in some areas where I, I knew what was going on upstairs and, and some yeah. uh, you know rooms where I felt comfortable that if something really bad happened, I would see it. Um, changed some door locks so there wouldn't be a key to a passcode door lock, which is no-brainers nowadays on homes, uh, so that I had could give her a passcode. Um, gave her the alarm code as well, and, and we, we kind of took that risk, and it worked out really well. And it took a long time for us to learn how to delegate stuff. My wife was terrible at it, um, and we never, we never really got uh, it took almost a year for my wife to get comfortable letting some of that work go. For me, it happened really quick. I mean, super quick. <laughs> and what what she kept telling us, which was interesting, was I have I have some free time, and I've I've used a lot of people since her. Uh, she's done, moved on, and became a nurse, and started a family, and we're still friends. But she doesn't work for me every day anymore. But I've had a lot. I've had maybe four others assistants since then. None of them have been as good as the first one. Um, expectations were set high, but ultimately we got to debit card every Sunday night. I moved a certain amount of money into her account. She did leave receipts, but she did grocery shopping. She did dry cleaning. She did, did everything. And that's really where the concepts come from. And part two of this is we, we, everything we hated, we started giving up. And so laundry was an easy one to say, and it took, took weeks for her to know where to put everything. And my wife and daughter were fairly close. So she put the clothes in the wrong spot. And we just created a very open dialogue where I said, look, I'm not, no harm, no foul. Do your best to put it up. But when you put something in the wrong place, I'm going to tell you it's the wrong place. And I'm not want you to be mad at me, but I just, I'm just trying to teach you. And she yeah. took to that very well. And I, I think that we've done episodes on feedback and stuff like that. You get really good when you outsource stuff like mm-hmm. this, telling people that you're missing my expectations or this isn't working. And so all the things I said I was doing good, she started getting really good at. Laundry, grocery shopping, dry cleaning, preparing food. And you mentioned the coffee. So the interesting one, and probably one that maybe wasn't my best decision, but I loved it, was uh, my daughter's only chore really at the time in high school, and, and she was very focused on her academics, was to make my coffee. And it was just to teach her some 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 chores and do some things, right? So she was like, man, I wish that this could be done. And when she said those things or I heard those things around my house, I was like always tuned into how could my assistant do it. And so it was measuring out coffee. So I found long Ziploc bags, like tall Ziploc bags. And I asked, her name was Amber. I said, Amber, any way you would mind front loading 10 of these little Ziploc bags with three and a half scoops of my coffee? And then set them individually into a filter inside this little basket in my pantry. And then all my daughter's job was was to, and literally Amber started cleaning the coffee pot, taking the old filter out before she left each day, filling the coffee maker up with water. And all she would do was, my daughter, then all she had to do was put the filter in, pour the coffee out of the Ziploc bag, and hit delay start. And we were set to go. Um, So... It sounds so minuscule, and why would you outsource that, or why would you take that from your daughter? But it made my daughter happier. My coffee was never wrong. I, my daughter never got distracted looking at Snapchat and put six scoops instead of three scoops, and it was just it just worked. Uh, and why not do that if you if you can wake up every morning to the exact cup of coffee that you like? Uh, we started doing those things, and and we took that to the nth degree. Uh, 
I started finding things like my sock drawer. How many of us have a sock drawer that's perfectly organized? And by the way, the best thing about Amber was she was a little OCD like me, which really freaking helped. But I one day I was so frustrated with my sock drawer, I said, Amber, when I come home, I want everything in my sock drawer laid out on my bed. I'll throw away what I don't want, and then tomorrow you can reorganize the sock drawer however you want to. And it was a lifesaver. Um, that would have been a whole day's worth of work for me. And those things took time to figure out, like, oh, my God, she's not going to feel bad if I ask her to do it. But I never asked her to clean toilets, so we found our rhythm together. Yeah, and one one pro tip for this, Bobby, uh, cleaning the pool. I don't have a pool at this house, but a previous house I did. Um, but a tip on this is to know how to do the task before you outsource the task. At least the pool was a big wake-up call for me there we were paying a company an extraordinary amount of extraordinary amount of money to take care of the pool every week. I think they would come twice a week. And it was really out of pure ignorance out of my side. I didn't want to deal with the pool. I didn't want to know how to take care of the pool, but I was just getting raked over the coals. Things were, things were breaking that shouldn't be breaking. That was costing me more and more and more money. And I finally just broke down and said, I, I'm like, I'm not writing another $400 pool bill. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. And it was purely out of just ignorance as to how the process works. So I took one of those pool classes. I learned about how to manage and take care of the pool myself. And then really what I decided was, it's this part about taking care of the pool that I don't like. So I'm just going to hire a company to take care of that particular portion. But then going and cleaning the baskets out, you know, every day during the summer, that's easy. You yep. know, that's a five-minute exercise that I can do or my kids can do. So I, I guess the tip here is to, for some of the more technical things, understand how to replace a sprinkler head because then when the next one breaks, you know if they say, hey, the pipe looks to be busted here or look, I'm going to have to do this or that, you know whether or not that's BS or whether or not it's legitimate. Yeah, I was paying for a service that was about 100 bucks a month and then my neighbor was like, man, you know those chemicals are like $25 and... I think you're getting raped, and and I, I said okay, I'll, I'll stop it, and I stopped it, and it became. I was so surprised how little bit of work the pool was, um, and now my son cleans the filters once a quarter, and and it's not that much work. Um, so obviously, all the house stuff that I did is is some of the conceptual things you could do. Not everyone's going to trust everybody. You're not going to maybe want someone in your house, but if you can find that perfect person, like we got lucky to do, it is amazing. And if you have a uh, maybe a, a maid or someone who cleans your house today, you might be surprised that they're willing to do a lot of other stuff. So you might start there with just asking. Uh, and then someone like Larry may be somebody who's willing to try to do some other things for you as well mm -hmm. if you wanted somebody like that to do things. When I started, when I really first started, right after I quit and I read the four-hour work week, I, I, I found a service, and we'll talk about some of these other outlets in a, in a minute when we wrap, but I found a service and uh, I, I remember we were working on a project, Brian, or you just had maybe changed jobs. I don't, maybe roles. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you had bought a bunch of contacts. And yeah. for whatever reason, however you bought those contacts, and I think you used an outsourcing service to buy that list of contacts from, that we've all used, I think, a few times. But that list of contacts was, was kind of uh, what I would call horizontal in a spreadsheet instead of vertical. So instead of it having like a call like a, a company name on the left and then a column for first name last name title whatever and that company name repeating it had company name left and then first name last name email address title company two it was all long 
to the right, and it only had one company on the left. And neither one of us could figure out how to move or sort this data. And I just said, let me see what my outsourcing company will do. And I sent the spreadsheet, and they gave me a quote for like 30 minutes to, to take what was like 10,000 names and titles and resort them. And I was like, do it. And that, by the way, was the, the cost of about six bucks to have that work done. And we had spent more time trying to figure it out ourselves. It's amazing when you don't know what you're doing like that, what people are capable of doing. And there is a tool in, in Excel that I still don't really know how to use that will move all that data correctly for you. Um, but what if you're not good at making documents look pretty? Maybe you're not good at graphic design. Maybe you're not the best writer. Maybe you're not good at social media. There are people out there everywhere that will do all of this for you, and they will do it for a lot less than you think probably. Um, and then I, I, So that's kind of the concept of what you're not good at. We've talked about what you hate. And then what about the low-value things? The low-value things for me are – you know, making dinner reservations. Um, if I if I could just tell someone 6 p.m. at a nice steakhouse on this quadrant of Houston, that's a lot less time than me going out and doing it myself and trying to find the perfect place and on and on and on. There's a thousand things like this are low value. When I say low value to you, Brian, what comes to mind, the, the, the tasks or things you do? I, I, th- I think in terms of like, I want to be able to text and get it done and get it out of the way. You know, like... It's something I don't want to spend time uh, Googling and then calling the restaurant and seeing if they have availability for, you know, maybe we have an abnormally large group that's going to go to a dinner and it's 14, but not every nice steakhouse has a table for 14. Maybe it's 12. So instead of me burning, you know, 26 minutes calling three different steakhouses, it's being able to text one person and it getting handled. And then I have a meeting invite on my calendar for that event that I can just forward on to that group. So it's, for me, it's about like how quick can I burn down the list of unstrategic things that I, that just have to get done so I can get onto the strategic things that actually make me money or make me happy. No doubt. So when this, the, we'll talk about this coming in a minute, but they did 10 hour blocks a month. And so some months it would roll over, but you would lose it at some point. So I started challenging myself. Part of what was in the four hour work week was challenging yourself to make them do crazy things or have crazy requests. And one of those crazy requests uh, that I thought was funny and it taught me a lot because we, we kind of had a debate on what my assistant was supposed to do. So now we're going from in person, somebody did my laundry and was at my house to a phone based person that was doing some of this uh, graphic design, et cetera, type work for me. And they were based overseas. Um, and I was paying exactly $12 an hour and they still charge $12 an hour today. So I, I had a block of time left, wanted to use it up that month and I was challenging myself on what to do. And I was about to walk out the door to go play golf and that you normally communicate with these people either on phone or via Skype and some speak great English, some don't, but my, I, I had found one that spoke great English. I, I sent her a, a Skype message and said, I want you to call this number in exactly three hours, and I want you to tell this guy he is the worst golfer in the world, that your your manager, Mr. Doss, says that his outfit sucks and he's about to get his rear end worn out on the back nine of this golf course today. And I assumed my friend would not answer the phone. But, man, on like the ninth hole when she called and his phone rang and I saw him look, and I saw him make that decision to swipe to answer that phone call. I could not have been happier. And so he answers the phone call, and he says, hey, this is Chris. And she starts going off. 
and I could, you know, I could hear what I could hear her voice, but I couldn't hear what she was saying. He immediately looked over at me, and he was like, "Well, you tell Mister Doss he's an idiot, and he's going to get his butt whooped." Uh, and I got that text message, but it's fun to try and have those 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 tasks that you can outsource. Um, so let's talk about resources, and we'll try and yeah, wrap up. Let's do that. That company was a company called Ask Sunday, and it was highlighted in the book, and that's how I found them. So it's www.asksunday.com. They actually have a free trial. Uh, so if you buy, you, you sign up for the 10-hour block, which costs $129 per month, then you, you get one and a half hours of their work before you, and you can cancel up to that first hour and a half of work. And it's a great opportunity for you to meet as an assistant, figure out how they work, Give them some of your criteria. Uh, they guarantee that if you give them a credit card or do anything financial with them, that they won't they won't use it. You won't get you know bribed. You, your money won't be taken from you. Uh, and so they had a credit card on file. They were making reservations for me. They were sending TIFF treats. They were doing a lot of things for me. Uh, and all you got to do is be able to write that list down and give it to them. And then they were doing they were bidding on things. I think the big lesson I learned was I gave them a task that I thought was about fifteen minutes. And they chewed through like three hours of my time. And I got really good at saying, here's the work I want done. How long are you going to charge me to do it? We would negotiate on those things. And then they were kind of bidding things as fixed hourly rates for that. There's a hundred of these websites, maybe thousands of these websites. Yeah. That this gig this economy is really, the gig economy has really taken over, Bobby. For me, Fiverr is the one that I use all the time. To the point to where now I, I have the same person, and even though he does not even advertise for the tasks that I pay him to do, I trust him and I trust the work that he's going to get done. So, um, yeah, it's a fantastic resource. F i v e r r dot com. No doubt. And when I tell people that, they're like, "Really, really?" I mean, the stuff that those people will do is crazy. For for five dollars, they'll sing happy birthday in a foreign language to someone. I mean, it, it, it it's amazing what they'll do. I've had stop graphics drawn of logos. We our intro has was done. Our original intro was done on Fiverr for less than twenty five bucks. I think we've had a lot of graphics work done. Um, there's sites that do those short type tasks and the bigger type tasks. So Care.com is one I used. I have uncovered TaskRabbit since then. I thought Amazon bought TaskRabbit, but I don't think they ever closed the deal because um, they're still up and running independently. It looks like. And then there's a bunch of websites. So Upwork, Fiverr, as Brian mentioned, Elance, 99designs. They all have a different I way. I love 99designs. Yeah. 99designs concept is you commit to 99 bucks. You tell them what you want. A lot of people bid on that. You get to preview their work, and then you kind of pick someone. So, I mean, there's people working really hard before they ever make any money. And they might, you know, they have to win your bid, and you only award your bid to one person. So, it's a, it's almost like an RFP for a piece of artwork or a PowerPoint or something. Uh, super site that only costs a hundred bucks, and uh, I think we all know how far some of our design time goes into a, a PowerPoint or something like that that might get taken care of like that. And then personal assistants and virtual assistants. So the people that I found that work for you full time, and there's a big market out there. Every local area probably has it. And if not, try to start with babysitters and then virtual assistants like ask Sunday. And there's, there's a million options from completely offshore to a little bit closer to the closer to your house that that virtual assistant gets, the probably more expensive it becomes. Um, but I would challenge everybody on this fu- on this podcast to listen to what we're saying and go out and try and get some help. 
Yeah, a lot of employers now are offering partnerships with Care.com. Uh, so, for example, Workday has a partnership with Care.com for, I think it's like reduced rates or even some free hours and that kind of stuff too. So, some especially these tech companies that you may be working for right now, they may have some sort of partnership. So, check with the HR team because uh, you might be able to save some money that way too. And so $12 an hour is just above minimum wage, and you get a lot out of it. Graphic design, big big work that would cost $75 to $100 an hour. Um, a lot of the people that have worked for me personally in the local market, they've, they've never made more than 20 bucks an hour to do work, um, and most often less than that. So uh, you'd be surprised how much you could get done. Uh, when I was at my peak of outsourcing everything in my life, I was spending at most 300 bucks a week. So yes, it's $1,200 a month. But the math for me was that I was getting to live two lives. And if you, if you ever want to figure that out, run a, build a little spreadsheet and figure out all the time you spend on doing things that are chore related, um, even if you outsource some of it today. If you take that and say that I'm giving all that time away and I get all that back for the next 10 years, how much free time is that? And is it not worth 1200 bucks a month to do something like that? I think it is. Think about all those menial tasks that you have in sales. If you've got, especially if you're like a mid enterprise rep or a small business rep, and you have you know a list of a hundred customers or a thousand customers, and think about all the research that you have to do and how much time that burns. Could you close one more deal if you were to outsource some of that stuff to Fiverr Resource that could help you research, you know, uh, all the way down to the financials of a company? Uh, how much time could you save? And Ask Sunday, they'll do amazing jobs of finding LinkedIn profiles, sending you a spreadsheet of their names, yep. their presumed email addresses, their their phone numbers, all that stuff you can get, uh, and it's quite amazing what will come with it. So a little longer episode than usual. I thought about making this two parts, but uh, hopefully this works for everybody. Um, don't hesitate. Pick up the phone. Pick up the, the Internet. Try and find you an assistant today. We've shared a number of sites that will will really change your life. That will spend from fifty bucks to five hundred bucks a month to really outsource everything you've got going on. At least go try the trial. As always, don't be average. Average sucks, people. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show. Subscribe to our email list at www.techsaleshow.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tech Sales Show. Until next week, average is the enemy. 